Hello, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Reconnect with Your Teenager podcast with yours truly, Emma G. If you are new to this platform, let me break it down a little bit for you. I am a musician, singer, songwriter. That was my song that you heard. Uh, But also a youth empowerment through songwriting coach where I use the power of music and songwriting to help young people step into their voice, find their power, and sing their song of authentic truth. But of course... There are so many, so many amazing, powerful, and effective ways that we can help young people find their voices. And, you know, I'm just one cog in the wheel of multitudes of experts, therapists, coaches, mentors, psychotherapists, etc., who are doing their part to help young people find themselves in the post-pandemic world. Today, I am joined all the way across the the pond, it's a very large pond, over in Switzerland. <laughs> um, Nicole Wittower, is, is that how I say your name? Wittower, yeah. Wittower, okay. Well, there's, yeah. listen, I, I love it. And that, that, where, where's, where does that name come from? Um, it's originally German. My father's uh, German. I love it. I love it. My, my last name is very complicated, so that's why I've deduced it down to G. So... <laughs> But it rhymes, right? You've got the energy, energy is kind of how I tell people. Anyways, um, I'm full of bad jokes, aren't funny. This is why I do music and youth empowerment work. But this isn't about me. This is about you. So please tell me a little bit about yourself. You have been in the coaching space for a minute, uh, but you've been, you've got a relatively, you know, obviously creative approach to youth empowerment, um, but also just a, a rather non-conventional way of looking at coaching as a whole. So can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, so my name is Nicole, Nicole Wittauer, as you said, and um, I like to work with people who feel kind of like they haven't found their place yet in this world, who feel a little bit inadequate or might have imposter syndrome. I've suffered from it many times and I still do sometimes. And I just try to create spaces for self-discovery. And um, because I do believe that everything we need to know is really already within us. And it's just about creating that space for that to come up and, and you know, be coaxed out of them. And so I love creating these playful spaces where that can happen. I love that so much. And I could not agree more. I, I often reference um, a few years back, I was in Barcelona at a yoga, um, I don't know, yoga exercise. And the uh, yogi instructor said something that it just it's going to stick with me for the rest of my life is that you are loved you are love and everything you could possibly need lives within you because we have the answers in us and I was mm-hmm. like yo that's deep <laughs> like but it's true it's completely true you know I, they say that children are the most honest humans in the world and we kind of get taught out of that and so you've been able to find creativity and play as a means to just re-engage with that part of ourselves to find those those answers. So let's let's sort of hone in, bring it back and hone in at the same time. Let's focus first and foremost on your your art projects. Mm-hmm. How does like what what does that look like? How does that how did you stumble across art as a form of 
therapy of, of coaching of of yeah working with people well i think um it's always been my own therapy you know when i was an adolescent i went through this phase where i was drawing a lot and um you know sort of connecting to the um hypocrisy of the world you know i thought i had sort of connected to this truth that everybody was just wearing masks and and was pretending to be something else and so i would do these drawings of sort of these these heads with you know like the lid is open and inside you could see the masks and sort of oh, things wow. hidden away so very very symbolic and um i really wanted to get into art i tried getting into an art school uh in geneva and um i didn't get in and so art has been sort of in and out of my world uh, through, li through life, but I've always reconnected at times. And more recently, as I was going through this coaching approach for the last 12 years, trying to make sense of a lot of the things I was learning, also from a spiritual level, you know, going through some, some interesting uh, retreats and, and self-discovery, uh, mm -hmm felt really the desire and the need to reconnect to drawing as a tool to be able to visualize things that were getting too complex in my mind mm. and somebody who needs to see things mm. you know, some people they can read a book and they understand everything i read two pages and i'm like uh i need to see it right and and so i would draw these these images just for myself to be able to make sense of things, to simplify right. things. And I was creating them and, and people, you know, coaching clients and so forth. Sometimes I'd show them something if it made sense to me and, and they were like, oh, you know, you need to share these things. And so art has sort of come back in and it's combined itself with, with the coaching and with other things. And now, um, yeah, I use it as a tool for people to also draw to connect to their own subconscious mind because it can put you into this beautiful meditative state of calmness but also there's the answers these answers that come up these this information it's like your analytical mind is has sort of taken a back seat and saying oh we're being creative right now all right i can i can go for a walk you know i'll this doesn't concern me and during that time there's space for things to come, right? To mm. come because there's no, you don't try to find an answer. You're just creating that space. And you as a musician, I'm sure know exactly what I'm talking about, right? It's it's just, you get into that zone and you don't even know how there's all, all this stuff just came through. Yeah. But you no, hear it and I see it. it and it's funny because I, I, <laughs> the even from the beginning of when you open your mouth just now, talking about the masks that we that we talk about or that we that we inadvertently put on ourselves, I have written so many songs about <laughs> giving ourselves permission to take off those masks. So I, I almost feel like we need to like join forces on a music video or something of like the music of it's okay to take the mask off, it's mm -hmm. okay to dig beneath the surface, it's okay. And and you know, putting that visual component to it I think is so powerful because you're right there are so many different ways to learn so many different ways to express you know we have our tactile learners our visual learners our auditory learners and our oral learners um and expressors and so to give young people in particular and older people but you know to give young people the, some tools to be able to dig into that part of their psyche in a way that feels creative, non-confrontational, and just a little 
outside the box, maybe, um, I think is it can be incredibly powerful because you're right, that can sort of give them permission to explore some spaces that they might not otherwise be comfortable to talk about, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and it it might not be conscious in their mind anyway, right? This is That's about true. accessing information that is either being repressed or or just not doesn't have the room to to come and express itself. I discover so much about myself when I draw, when I paint. Mm. Um, and so a lot of young people, you know, they might not think they have it in them and they might, beca because they don't find the words, they don't find the structure, it doesn't make sense. But if you just give them that space without that pressure to express themselves, without the pressure of of you know coming up with ideas about what they want to do with their life and you know all those things and just give them a, something else to to construct to play with when we use our hands there's this thing that happens you know people garden for a reason people cook for a reason it's mm -hmm. their hands are being so active and it's it's stimulating the mind in some way there's a connection there that um you know has been documented actually quite a bit um, which, which is just, it's like the, the hands are also a tool for talking, right? It's, it's a voice. Our voice mm. doesn't always come through the voice. Sometimes it comes, <laughs> it comes through, you know, other parts of our body. A hundred percent. So I want to circle back. You, you mentioned repression, um, which I, uh, yes. Um, it's, <laughs> especially for our teen, our Gen Zers, right? They've had to, well, I mean, I guess everybody has has repressed emotions, um, repressed feelings and experiences that we're all kind of navigating. But I, I'm particularly picking on Gen Z at the moment because of the last few years that they've had to endure mm -hmm. through the isolation, through schooling online, through, you know, just dealing with being sometimes stuck at home with, um, you know, those that aren't their safest people um and having to you know sort of guard themselves and build these internal walls there's a lot going on for this generation how how does working with art um and work with you specifically how does how do you help them to kind of unleash the beast if you will and and let that out in a way that feels safe and honors their vulnerability and gives them permission to really come grow through it as opposed to just go through it um you know it's it's one of those questions that is like a pandora's box i know right? <laughs> and go <laughs> um and you know as you know it all it it, it all depends. depends on who of you're course. talking to and you know what they're like and and everybody's going to react differently Mm -hmm. um for me i think i just naturally um try to create a space where they feel first of all they don't feel judged and that's something you know through the coaching um experience and and learning i really realized that the power of the non-judgmental space right mm, like yeah it's just it's just so valuable not to have expectations not even to need to understand okay I often find people, they say, yeah, but I don't understand. I say, well, why do you need to understand? Oh, the important thing is that they understand. Like if yeah. they can understand something about themselves when they're talking to you, you don't have to understand or agree or anything. You just have to create that space so they 
come to some sort of conscious awareness for themselves, right? I mean, I sometimes have clients of all ages and, and I can see their eyes are starting to wander, right? Because they're thinking and then they're not even talking. But as long as their eyes are moving and they're somewhere else, I am quiet. I am like, I don't need to know what they're thinking. I don't know what journey they're on. I just need to know that something's happening, right? And it's about holding that space for them. And and the other thing, you know, when I became a parent, I was always so very conscious about my parents' uh, approach, right? And at right. the time, and, and I made these vows to myself when I was a, a teenager of, you know, it was these promises that when I would be a mom, if I was to be a mom, how I would do things differently. And then when I became a mom, you know, that voice would come and say, remember, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> now I'm going to have to stick by that, right? Yeah. And, and it was about actually, rather than saying, you know, don't do this, do this, you know, whatever, it was more about just saying, this is what happened to me. Um, and, you know, this is what didn't go so well. Hmm. And I just want to share that with you. But, you know, you need to make your own choices and you need to make your own, have your own experience. And so it, it's about showing a more vulnerable side as well. You know, also, you know, I don't have the answers as a mom, as a coach. I don't have the answers. Hmm. You know, the answers are within them, but I can be there to hold that space and and, you know, go through it with them without feeling the need to solve their problems, without right. feeling the need to give them the answers of what to do. And um, I find that's actually reassuring both for them and for me. Of <laughs> it course. takes the pressure off. Of course. You know, and that's, that's the thing. There's so much pressure in the world right now for these young people, much more than when I was young, because the world is looking at them, mm -hmm. you know, and not just through social media, but, you know, through, because it's just a different world. Now they need to fix the world that we broke, right? And that our ancestors broke. They need to do everything right. They're on camera. If if they do anything wrong, it'll be on camera. It'll be somewhere, you know, yeah. on somebody's post. Um, and, and there's so many expectations that they eat the right things and that they do the right, you know, in terms of vegetarian or vegan or whatever, um, not for them, but for the world. And I see that pressure is huge. It's, it's yeah. huge. And if we can somehow take some of that pressure off by not adding another layer of expectation and demands and so forth. It's like the whole thing. Of, something. Like stop shooting on yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I, um, it's it's interesting what you're saying around like giving them permission to <clears throat> excuse me understand themselves as opposed to feeling that pressure to do the understanding yourself i think at least in the states um a lot of people have this tendency to want to do one of two things one pretend that they understand <laughs> and feign like they understand like I know exactly what you're going through which I know and I, I say this to all of my kids I don't know what you're going through because mm -hmm. I wasn't raised in this country I wasn't you know but 
you know, trauma has many different faces. Trauma has many different clothing, <laughs> you know, and and so we, but they all have the same kind of outcomes. With and then the, the, there's the other kind of um, the other approach where, well, I don't understand it. I'm not going to try to understand it. You guys and do the work. So, but you seem to find ha find this happy medium of like helping them sort of walk through, breathe through, grow through, learn through their their journey of self-discovery and healing. And I, I you said this in um, earlier, which I absolutely loved. You said um, you help people to connect their subconscious mind to remove useless baggage, discover their hidden treasures and find their voice, which I think is like this happy medium of like both you're in there doing the dirty work with them, but also it's your treasure. It's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> so how, like, what does that process even look like as a coach? So, um, well, I have this, this approach. I, I try to integrate play into everything. Which I also for, love. <laughs> for, my, for myself and for my clients. And it doesn't mean that it's always, you know, fun and easy. Mm -hmm. But I find that the playful mindset and the playful approach is all is is so useful because it's all about exploring mm -hmm. without expectations that's what play is and it's what nature gave us as a tool to learn it is the most powerful learning tool out, out there mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because it's within us and we we know how to do it we do it as children and the shame is that we we try to pull it out of young people, you know, mm -hmm. we tell you, oh, it's, you know, it's time to get serious. So you're going into the real world. You have to make big decisions. It's going to have an impact on the rest of your life. It's like, no, no, <laughs> no. you know, like when I, when I meet young people now, it's like, don't grow up. It's a trap. You know, yeah. um, like, it's like, you have to take that out of the language. You know, I, I became extremely serious when I became a mom and, you know, sort of had to be that, that, and then I realized, no, no, no. Um, and, you know, I have reconnected to my inner child and my playfulness. And, like, I'm still 18. My grandma told me when she was 80-some, like, she leaned over to me and whispered in my ear, like, this was a big secret. And she was like, you know what? Inside here, I'm still 18. <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God. And, you know, she was on to something. It's true. And I think that's part of it as well is uh, allowing ourselves to still be in that same discovery journey. Mm. Like we never stop. If we think we've got it all figured out, we're, you know, we're just BSing ourselves and other people. Mm. It's the journey that's interesting and it mm. doesn't, it doesn't stop. It's, and so when I take young people on this journey or, or anybody who's sort of in that space of, I don't know who I am, what I'm trying to do, what I'm here for, um, I take them on, I created this identity atlas a few years ago, and it's this playful space in our mind, and it's very visual, of these locations um, with, in our identity. So typically there'll be a location uh, called the, you know, the, the mountains, which is all about heritage and all about that, that, that solid, you know, big institution that's, imposing but also something you can lean on and it's about exploring that space in our mind on paper doodling around it and just connecting to what that mountain means to us what the yeah. heritage means to us how we identify it with it and whether it's really you know ours we identify with so many things 
um, subconsciously that have nothing to do with us. Um, and it's about going into these different places and spaces and asking ourselves, how much of that is mine? How much of that is useful? Mm. How much of that do I need to actually, you know, carry along? Or how much of that have I not been actually exploring enough to to find those hidden treasures, to to crack open those rocks that yeah. might be or pebbles that might be a little painful, but actually, if you crack them open, there are gems inside of there, right? And you were talking about trauma before. I find trauma so interesting because it is that thing that you know. Um, we set aside and we we don't want to look at and we sweep under the carpet. I always thought that I have no trauma, right? I thought I had a pretty easy childhood. I've not, and then and then I went and started I'm exploring jealous. that. Oh my god, I found some. You know, I I had these go to traumas. Like if people ask me, what was the most traumatic event? I'd say, oh yeah, it's you know, it's the time I did this because I over. It was the thing that I had overcome. It was the safe one to 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 talk about, right? Because mm. it, I wasn't connected to anymore. And then one day I thought, okay, maybe I should like make a list and, and try to reconnect. And I thought I'll find maybe, I don't know, six or seven events. I found 60. Oh. And I, but you know, 60 in the sense of, of things that must've been traumatic at the time. And, and even, you know, things like, you know, finding a dead cat, your own dead cat when you're five years old, it yeah. must be traumatic, right? Even if the memory is faint, um, and, mm -hmm. and other things that just because they ended well, it doesn't mean that there wasn't trauma involved. Like, you know, getting lost on a mountain in the winter. I thought I was going to spend the night out there alone. Okay. Now, half an hour later, I found the group again and I, everything was fine. I was, you know, adrenaline rush for several hours, but everything was okay. So I thought, well, it's not, you know, sure it was very... <laughs> eventful but i didn't spend the night outside so mm -hmm. it's not trauma but that's not true because during that time my body my mind was going through the trauma of actually spending the night out there right i was anticipating maybe dying on that mountain right even if it didn't last hours and hours or even if i didn't you know come close to death and then so there are different levels of those kind of traumas that for an instant or a certain amount of time you're getting into that space of being traumatized. Mm. But just because, phew, huh, that turned out okay, doesn't mean that, you know, there isn't some kind of impact. Yeah. And so visiting those things again, I think, okay, you know, maybe I didn't take the gems out of there yet. Maybe they're just all these pebbles that are sort of sitting under the rock, under the, the carpet, and they're making it a bit lumpy and, you know, un uncomfortable to walk on. But what if I revisited those and tried to see how they were useful? Try to see where the gems are. Try to see how that, you know, has, has made me who I am, but in a positive way. Yeah. And so that's a really, really interesting exercise to do. And, and when I take, you know, young people on this journey, I go through it myself as well. I'm still learning. I'm still discovering. I'm still cracking rocks open. Yeah. Right. We do this together. I'm a travel companion. I'm not a... <laughs> You know, oh, I love that. Yeah, I just, right. I just go along and, you know, we chat and we, we meet up at the fire. Yeah, I look at it like a backpacking adventure. Yeah. I tell people, I'm going to take you backpacking. I have no idea where we're going. We're just going to do one step at a time. And, you know, you go and do your little tour and then we'll sit around the fire and we'll talk about everything we found. 
So you, and you draw this experience or you, yeah. So there's a, there's a drawing aspect to it. Yeah. It's a doodling drawing, you know, it's whatever the person's comfortable with, but it's, it is, there is drawing involved because That's awesome. drawing is like a really um, quick and fun way to get into a meditative state actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, if you ask me to sit and meditate, I'll do it for five minutes, but I know that I'm just sort of like, you know, winging it and but if, <laughs> like I'm just sort of pretending but if you put a piece of paper in front of me I can be gone for three hours gotcha it's interesting because you you know you're talking about you know cracking open the rocks and and finding those gems and things like that often when I'm working with my with my songwriting clients I will take that that lost child on the mountains in the mm. Swiss, southern Alps or wherever you are the Swiss Alps and um and and I'll write a song to that person like the survival's guide rock song since we're talking about rocks right so um you know I, I love that like the creative approach of just like taking that that trauma and and figuring out how it's contributed to the person you are now even if it didn't feel traumatic six months six years 60 years later you know now you're you're able to look back and say oh actually that that was some ish like yeah <laughs> That was yeah. that was a, a a thing. That's amazing. I what a story. What a and, story. And, and everything is useful. Of right? course, everything is useful. And um, you know, sometimes we, we when I was writing my book, this coloring book that I that's coming out, it's there's stories in there as well. And I I was trying to find stories to go with the images. Mm -hmm. And some of those stories I haven't th thought about them in in thirty years or even forty years. And I was thinking, and as I was sort of writing them down, I thought, hmm, that's interesting. What what was I left with? What was my last memory about that incident? Like, well, how does it still, what's the the, the, the memory in my body and, and, and about it? And I actually started reflecting upon, do I want to keep that memory of this thing? Or do I want to explore it and change sort of the impact, the outcome of it? And I, I had to go through this exercise actually with each story and, and wondering what would I like to change about that? Not about the story, but just about the, you know, the impact that what it left me with. Mm. And it was mm. a really interesting exercise to change that perspective and say, well, maybe it wasn't what I thought it was. Maybe it wasn't about, you know, being angry because we moved every two years and I had to reinvent myself every and I had to adapt and I had to, you know, maybe there was an opportunity in there somewhere mm. and not mm. just resentment, you know, for having been un uprooted every two years. What was the great thing about that? Well, it allowed me to start over. You know, sometimes I wanted to leave places because I wasn't get along with people. And I, all I knew I had to do was wait for the next move, you know, which was going to come within several months. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so trying to see it from a different angle. And that was actually really, really, you know, powerful. And, and this is why I say I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still discovering myself. I think we're, <laughs> you're not growing, you're dying. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I say that a lot. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you lead by example so often, you know, I think, I think often, especially when, well, when working with all ages, um, I think it's easy for clients, young and old, to sort of come to somebody like yourself and think, okay, you're going to fix me, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas 
I, th- I think, especially for for teenagers, we kind of look at our at our parents or our teachers, our coaches, mentors, and think they have all the answers. They've got it all figured out. Yet you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough and to show your inner child to help them recognize the power of their inner child, which I think is so key because you can't, you know, you can't push somebody towards growth. You can't push somebody towards healing. You know, you need to guide, support, love them and walk alongside them, hike with them. Um, I'm totally going to steal that. That's a great way way to look at it. I love hiking. Um, It's the New Zealand in me. But, you know, it's, it's, it's such a powerful way to do that. For those, like for parents specifically, I'm curious if you have any ways that they can ensure that they maintain that relationship with their um, inner child so that they too can show up in a trustworthy space with their teenagers? Well, you know, uh, the, the thing is, I think that the, the best way, before I answer your question about how to connect with their inner child or to make sure it's there, um, I think when you're a parent, for me, what was really eye-opening was to realize that I'm also still in my own healing process. Mm, and that, that's a really um, good I one. think one great way to help your child is actually to acknowledge that you still have healing to do yourself um, and that it's not too late, right? And to connect to the inner child, you know, one easy way I like to, to talk about this topic is to, to look at the energy of words. Everything has energy, words of energy. And we use the vocabulary we use is partly, you know, baggage as well. It's something we picked up from other people. It's from an environment, from our parents. And a playful way to to reconnect with the energy certain words have for you is to actually start doodling around the word, right? You, you draw a word, you doodle around it, and you just sort of connect to the energy of that word and play with the words that you use and realize what energy they have and mm-hmm. how you use them whether it's to talk to, about yourself or to talk about the children or to talk about you know situations and um to start playing with your language just by becoming aware of that energy of the words you use is is really really powerful and to just start sort of stepping into the play attitude and mindset um, with everything you do. Like when I when I have something really painful to do, because I'm not very, I'm quite an introvert. So sometimes, you know, when I have to go on social media or do things like that, I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I don't like to market things. <laughs> and, then, you know, I, uh, and, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I should try this. I should try that. But like the word try for me is like really heavy. It's yeah. like, oh, try means it's going to be tough. I'm probably not going to succeed. Um, trying to tell myself it's okay if I don't succeed. So I, I don't, maybe I don't even have to do it because it's not going to work anyway. But if I tell myself, I'm going to play with it, I'm just going to play with it. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the, the, the expectations, the heaviness, the difficulty all goes away. And then I actually want to give it a go because I'm I'm just playing with this. I'm just going to, you know, and then I'll play with something else. And so, to, to step into playful words, to think about things as play for yourself to start with, right? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. Is a great way to to reconnect with play. And then the inner child, it's also about just remembering what did you love to do when you were a kid? Like, what are all these things that you did and you don't do anymore because now you're supposed to be serious and you're an adult and so forth? <laughs> um, you know, but what were those things? And don't, you know, rather than say, yeah, but now it's too late. Or, no, no, no. You know, play with those things. Re reconnect with, take that little kid by the hand and say, okay, mm. what do you want to do today? Like, what uh, would be, you know. I, I love this so much. I love that <laughs> presence. But for me, it's the playful mindset. You know, the words yeah. and just say, how can I turn this painful thing into something that's actually a lot of fun? I love that. One of the things <laughs> I'm grinning like from ear to ear right now, because as soon as you said, I don't, I don't like the word try. It has too much baggage behind it. Absolutely. But the first thing that came to mind as soon as you started saying that was Yoda saying, do or do not, there is no try. I feel <laughs> like we need to like reinvent that saying, like play or play harder. <laughs> <laughs> there is no try. <laughs> Come on, Yoda. <laughs> The thing is, you know, the the universe has an energy of playfulness, mm -hmm. in it, right? It's all about play. You know, when you even look at laws of attraction and all that, you know, we're all trying to master the laws of attraction, you right, know, right. if you're into that kind of thing. But the thing is, it doesn't work if you've got these expectations and you know you're too... If you actually just put it out there and then you forget about it and you don't expect it, that's sort of when things start to happen and, you know, yeah. present themselves. It is a playful energy. Yeah, you know, which is not surprising because nature we learn through play. It's like if if we reconnect with nature's way for a lot of the things, if we realign with the way nature works, and we look at nature as our sort of blueprint, and say, okay, you know, what would that animal do? What would that tree do to overcome mm. this obstacle? How does it work? Mm. How can I get close to that? Then we're actually getting closer to to playfulness to to the play mode, and. I love that then we're we're more in our natural element and that's when the kid comes out right <laughs> you know because i love that i love that so much uh, yeah i thank you for the challenge nicole <laughs> this week i'm gonna go forth and i'm gonna play my ass off it's gonna be great <laughs> and of course you're gonna you know, i mean you you cover all of these things you know you've, you've got games you've got um coloring books you've got like all kinds of things on your website um which of course is maps hyphen of hyphen life.com um you also have the information for your new book on your website which is called stumbling upon myself which is also filled with coloring books and self-reflection and discovery and poems and all kinds of fun bits and pieces can you tell us a little bit about that before we have to jump off about the the book. the book yeah oh the book um gee well it's it's full of oh, okay i happen to have full of these sort of coloring pages that okay. are this is about the journey this is about the inner child seeing that we were talking about that so there are these coloring images there are stories in there um like i said of my childhood there are quotes that i find really amazing that you can doodle around and just connect with so it's you can't really put it in a category. Yes, it's a coloring book. Yes, it's almost like a little, you know, biography. It's musings. It's um, playfulness. Um, but it's especially a space to feel safe and just explore yourself. And color 
you know, inside and outside the lines, do hey. add your own stuff. Hey. Just go crazy. You know, for me, the idea that somebody can, someone can take this book with a bunch of coloring pencils, sit under a tree, and spend some time with themselves. And I kind of have this image where I, when I created this book, I had no desire to color it. Like for me, it was, I don't need to color it, but mm. I've created, my part of the journey is done. And so imagining that other people will come in here and bring their colors and they'll all be different and bring their own stories and bring their own doodles and so forth. Every book is going to be different, right? It's like a co-creation. Yeah. It's, it's like a journey between two people, but it's beyond space and time. So we don't have to be there at the same time. We don't have to be, you know, but we're still doing something together. The outcome yeah. is a combination of their and my experience. And I just really get a kick out of that idea that, you know, I'm present with them and they're somehow connecting with me as well through this, through this book. That. So it's an experiment. It's, it's an, ex it's play. It's play. It's play. <laughs> it's Everything. Play for mm. self-discovery. That's I what it's it. all about. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time, Nicole. I really appreciate the fact that you've stayed up past midnight to talk to us all, um, you know, in Switzerland, because time zones are real. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for your time, for your insight, for your playfulness, your creativity. I'm, I'm so honored with your approach. You're, you know, it's, it's not the most traditional approach to empowerment work and I love that because neither is music neither is songwriting but it works it's effective um and you know you're helping people one child one mind one adult at a time to just reconnect themselves in a way that is meaningful and and impactful so thank you for the work that you're doing for everybody that's um, that's watching at home, obviously you can keep in touch with Nicole. I'll, I'll leave you to give your social media handles, Nicole. Yeah, well, um, there's my Maps of Life, which is my website. You can also find me just with my name, NicoleWittower.com. It'll lead to the same place. Um, any other social media, whether it's Facebook, again, it's Nicole Wittower. Um, Instagram is Nicole Wittower. Um, you, yeah. Uh, LinkedIn is Nicole Whitower. So it, I'm pretty easy to find because it's a very common name. It's not a common name. So, um, you know, uh, I, I don't compete with others with the same name. <laughs> I don't have to add numbers or anything. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you so much again. I, I really appreciate all that you're doing for everybody else out there. Remember to be playful this week. Do something that your inner child will thank you for this week, whether that's roaring outside the lines, whether that's writing a song, whether that's playing in the mud and remembering how to build a fort. Do something that makes your heart happy because, you know, the adult is, what was it, the, the adult is the, how a child gets the creativity taught out of them. So, you know, give yourself some time to just get a little bit fun, a little bit funky and explore yourself because, you know, you have the answers in you. Don't forget about them. Until yeah. next time, friends, be good, be safe, be kind, stay out of trouble. And remember that in a world that tries to tell you who to be, how to act and how to show up, you really do have the answers in you. This is your life, your song, you have the pen. Don't let the world write it for you. See you guys next time. Bye.
breaking in my headspace I'm trying to get my feelings straight I've overthought my mistakes I turned one into one So hard to stay sober I'm damaged and I'm love stoned So hard to remain in control Rewriting what I thought I'd know And I'm drinking it in But the lesson ain't over And I can almost pinpoint where we went wrong I'm not about to sad songs The foundation said I'm good to go Living through the love wind. 